Welcome to the Live Treasure Podcast, brought to you by Treasured Ministries, where every week we coach you with steps of faith you can take today to change your tomorrow. And now on to today's show. Hey there, and welcome back to our summer podcast series called What It Means to Forgive, where we're taking a deep dive into the complex topic of forgiveness that is often oversimplified inside of the church, creating additional confusion. And this is really important for me to do because I talk with women all the time who are inside of um, abusive situations or situations where clearly the relationship is not healthy and it's toxic. And oftentimes women feel like well, I can't draw boundaries. I can't let go of this because that would be unforgiveness, but nothing could be further from the truth. But when we believe that, oftentimes we'll oscillate over into one side or another. We will um, not set boundaries, um, stay inside unhealthy, um, or we'll go over to the other extreme and just reason that the only boundary that we can set is is bitterness, or worse yet, um, the enemy of our soul or even our offender accuses us wrongly of holding unforgiveness, and we don't live in freedom. Now, we do have a responsibility inside of forgiveness, and today we're going to be talking about another facet inside of our responsibility. And if you're just joining us in and you want to uh, listen to all the podcasts inside of this series, I highly recommend you do that because one builds on the other and you don't want to miss one um, so that they all make sense. And you can do that by subscribing to the Live Treasured podcast. But today we're going to be talking about the importance of processing your pain with God because you really, really, really cannot put the past behind you until you take this step. And this is not a step that you take with your offender. It's really um, doing business with God. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is there to help you and to act like a great physician to heal your wound, which is critical because lies end up winding their way into our hearts from wounds that happen to us. Every time somebody hurts you, there is a message that is sent inside of your heart. And if you don't deal with that wound God's way, that person will still have control over you. And God wants you to be free so that you can follow Him. And He also wants um, he wants your heart to be full of, of His love, uh, His power, His um, His way, and so today we want to talk about that all important step of processing the pain with God. I want to give a big shout out today to uh, our donors from Treasured Ministries. Um, we could not be doing what we're doing without you, and so. I want to just reach out today and say a big thank you to you. And now on with today's podcast. Gotta tell you, I just love the women inside of our treasured tribe. And one precious woman joined the treasured tribe because she needed a safe community, a place where she could share because trauma had just hit her marriage. Her husband uh, admitted to her that he had an addiction with pornography. Uh, Their marriage was rocky before, and she did not feel safe communicating that about her husband inside of church. And so she joined the Treasured Tribe, and I've had the privilege of just walking beside her and seeing God do an amazing work inside of their marriage. And a huge part of the victory that they experienced was through heart-to-heart 
uh, Counseling Center uh, in Colorado. Uh, Dr. Doug Weiss founded this counseling center. Uh, he has coined the phrase intimacy anorexia. And just as a side note, I'm going to leave the podcast um, where I'm interviewing her and her husband. They share their story. Uh, if this is something that is going on inside of your marriage, uh, as well as my podcast with Dr. Doug Weiss, uh, and I highly recommend uh, his resources uh, regarding this topic. Uh, but at any rate, one of the uh, things that Olivia had to get her head around inside of this betrayal, inside of this offense. And let me just tell you that I discovered, I learned from Dr. Doug Weiss, that if your husband has admitted to you the uh, addiction to pornography, it is such a huge betrayal. In fact, the effects of it inside of a woman's life go even deeper than the betrayal uh, of infidelity. And boy, if that's you, I wish I could just reach right through this camera or this microphone and just give you a hug. But one thing uh, that Olivia found herself struggling with, uh, even after they had signed up for an intensive counseling weekend and they uh, had, had gotten access to Dr. Doug Weiss's uh, resources, um, one of the things that she struggled with is that, you know, her husband is the one that did the betrayal. And yet, she learned that she was going to have to do some work to heal. And there was a part of her who thought to herself, you know, I'm so tired of this. I wasn't the one that had the addiction, that did the offense. Why do I have to do the work? And one of the things that she learned from Doug Weiss that I want to share with you because it's just so profound. And I wonder if any of you listening today that you've been so hurt and you feel like your offender's gotten off the hook and you're struggling with unforgiveness and you can't seem to let go and it doesn't seem fair that you have to do some work to heal. And it doesn't seem fair, does it, that you have to do this work to heal? Well, what Dr. Doug Weiss uh, described to Olivia was this. Imagine if you uh, had gotten in a car accident and you were not the one driving the car, that somebody else was driving the car, but you were sitting in the passenger seat. And when the car got in the accident, you were injured along with the driver and other people involved. What would you do? Well, you would probably be upset, but you also would go to a doctor so that you could heal. And when we get offended, when somebody else has done the offense, the betrayal, it can feel unfair to do the work, to process the pain with God so that you can let go. But just like if you were in a car accident, even if you weren't the one driving, if you don't visit the doctor, you won't heal. And that brings me to our lesson today uh, on what it means to forgive. Until you process the pain with God, you cannot put the past behind you. Until you process the pain with God, you cannot put the past behind you. Now, just like if there was a car accident, you weren't the one driving, you went to the hospital, that part of getting healed is an interaction between you and the doctor. It has nothing to do with the driver. And so it is with this aspect, this part of forgiveness, and that is processing the pain with God so that you can shift your faith. Now, we've been walking through what it means to forgive, and if you're just now tuning in, I would encourage you to watch 
every part um, of this of these teaching series because one builds on the other, whether you're listening through podcast or on our YouTube channel uh, or inside of the Treasured Tribe. And what we're working on now is our responsibility, our part inside of the forgiveness process. And I talked about how forgiveness is a complex topic and Often in church, it's oversimplified, and because of that, more confusion is created. And one of the biggest things that women get confused on is what is our responsibility to carry inside of forgiveness? Now, I've already gone into uh, what is God's and what is the offender's, but we've been concentrating on what is ours. And the first thing is, is that it's releasing your right to retaliate. The second thing that you must do is you must release your offender to open up your hands and receive from God. And you do that by processing the pain with him. And when you process the pain with God, it shifts your faith off of your offender and back on to God. Now, when we don't process the pain, And here's what can happen. Imagine, go back to that car accident again. You get in the accident and it makes you mad because you're hurt and rightly so. And instead of going to the doctor, you turn around to the person that was driving and you just start getting angry at that person and you lash out. Well, that's responding to the pain, but it does nothing to heal you. It does nothing to heal you so that you can move on. Or maybe it is that you're one of those people that never goes to the doctor, right? Because you don't want to find out what's wrong, right? And you just ignore the pain, right? You say, well, I'm not hurting. There's nothing really wrong with me. And maybe you try some home remedies. I don't know. Maybe you're into essential oils. Perhaps it is that you just take Advil for the pain. Or maybe you cope with the pain by turning to uh, things that can numb that pain. And you try very hard to shut that pain down. What would happen? Well, the pain would go away temporarily, but you would never heal until you go to the doctor. And when you don't heal, when you don't go to our Lord, our Jesus, whose heart it is to heal you, the great physician, the triggers remain from the offense and the body will continue to keep the score. Now, I'm referencing a wonderful book that talks about how um, when we hold unforgiveness, when we don't process the pain, that when we don't do that, that it's like the pain manifests itself somewhere else physically in our body. And you know what else we do? We live out of the lies. You see, when you walk through a fence, there is always a message that is sent into your heart. It is what the enemy capitalizes on to just create more catastrophe from the wound itself. And so now there's a lie that we believe about ourselves. For example, I'm dirty. I'm not worth fighting for. Nothing good will happen to me. I'm powerless, right? And so then we begin to live out of those lies. And sometimes, sometimes these lies that we're living out of come from what other people potentially have spoken over us inside of the offense. You're not good enough. And here's what happens. We keep replaying that in our head, and over time, the you are becomes our I am. I am not good enough. I am not treasured. I am not who I am in Christ. I am full of shame, and I deserve nothing. 
and we may not speak it, but when the you are becomes your I am, it's like a drum beat that drives you. And that is why, friends, even if the relationship is fixed, quote unquote, sometimes we just pretend like we like the person, right? And we, we pretend um, instead of forgive and we think that's forgiveness. So, so we fix the relationship or perhaps it is with the relationship that we've set a boundary and we don't see that person anymore. Or maybe that person moved. Maybe that person rejected you. Maybe that person said, you know what? I don't want to be married to you. And they've moved on. Or perhaps it is that that person was a parent and they passed away. You're not connected to that person inside of the relationship. And yet that person still has control over you. You don't see them anymore. They're not in your life anymore. But you know what is in your life, it is the lie, the wound that was sent in your heart from the offense. And we begin to live out of the lie. And it becomes a trigger. And you know what the trigger is? The trigger, it is like a song that the enemy can just start singing for you, right? And you know the tune so well, you'll just start singing along to him. And all he has to do is to create a scenario that will trigger that past wound. And you start agreeing with those lies again. And see, the problem is that when that happens, our faith, our faith is actually resting in our offender, the words that our offender said over us. or and, and the offender doesn't have to say words. It could be the betrayal, the betrayal of pornography, the betrayal of adultery. That action sent a message into your heart and it, it attached you to your offender. And you are not free because... There is a relationship between faith and forgiveness. There's a relationship between faith and forgiveness. And I want you to see this because this is so important. This is why you cannot heal until you forgive. You cannot move on. You cannot put the past behind you until you process the pain with God so you can put your faith in him. Listen to these verses, Mark 11, 22 through 25. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you will have received it and it will be yours. So see, in that scenario, Jesus is saying, have faith in God. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it. That sounds pretty good to me, right? But listen, listen to the next sentence. In fact, listen to the next word. The next word is and. Don't miss that. Because and is going to join these two things together. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may also forgive your sins. Do you see that Jesus starts out with have faith in God, pray these bold prayers, and then there's the and. And the and is God says, hang on just a second. If you're going to have faith in God, you're going to need to forgive. I want you to go back to that car accident scenario that I gave you. If I start demanding that the person that wrecked the car, heal me, give back to me, restore me, and that person is not the doctor. He can't heal me. But if I'm asking my offender, and I don't have to ask him personally, I could be just walking around in my head, blaming, getting angry, 
or d disassociating, right, and, 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 and running whatever I need to run to to numb the pain, but it won't work, see? Because my faith, the person that I'm asking to heal me, it is not the doctor. It is when you and I go to the great physician and when you walk through a betrayal, there is something that you lost. And it's important for you to grieve over that, to be angry about it, but then to release it. And when you release it to God, you are opening up your hands to receive from God. Do you see there's a relationship between seeking God as your source and receiving that provision, receiving that acceptance that you lost in that offense, receiving for him what, whatever it was that was taken from you. Listen to Matthew 6, 11 through 12. I got to tell you, this was a huge aha moment for me. This is right in the middle of the Lord's prayer. It says this, uh, starting in verse 11, give us today the food we need and there's that word and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us now i've always seen inside of this verse inside of the lord's prayer the connection between okay if i'm going to receive forgiveness that i need to give it to so so we we know that and i know that you know that but can you also Pay attention to this detail. The first part of this prayer is for the person to pray, give us the food we need. In other words, God, I want you to provide for me. What food, what nourishment was taken from you in that offense? Part of forgiveness is releasing your offender so you can receive from God. The next scripture that I want to read to you, which shows you this so important relationship between forgiveness and faith comes from Luke 17, starting with uh, verse four. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks forgiveness, you must forgive. The apostles said to the Lord, show us how to in Increase our faith. Isn't that amazing? The disciples, when Jesus was explaining to them the depths of forgiveness, there's no loopholes inside of this, they responded with show us how to increase our faith. Faith. There's a relationship between faith and forgiveness. And see, when we capture this, there's a beautiful, powerful uh, truth that is born within us because we realize whatever offense happened to us, we are not powerless. Something that can happen to women is when we are betrayed, it can feel like we are powerless and it can feel like our offender is more powerful than God, but they are not. And when you walk through processing that pain with God, you shift your faith away from your offender and on to God. And who would you rather restore what was lost in your life, whether it was finances, whether it was love? Come on, what did that person wreck in your life? Your marriage, your future, your offender may not be willing to repay. But guess what? He has limited resources. You know what I want? I want to put my faith in God. His power is limitless. His love is bottomless. His grace is sufficient for all your needs. When I release my offender, 
I open up my hands to receive from God restoration uh, and healing. And one of the biggest things I think, and and I might just be speaking for me, but, you know, uh, when I walked through one of the biggest hurts that I did, I, it was very hard for me to process this pain with God because there was a part of me that was afraid to trust him. And so instead of that, I just put on all of my armor and I just tried to kind of muscle through the thing. But our armor is preventing that authenticity before God and honesty before God and healing walk hand in hand. I can remember thinking things like, you know what? (laughs) This person has hurt me so bad. What if God tells me that, that I can't set a boundary with them or that I have to, you know, be in relationship with them? And now I know that there's a big difference between trust, between reconciliation and forgiveness. But do you see how if we're not trusting that great physician to heal us, if we're putting our armor on and holding God at bay, it can get in the way of the healing process. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. You can trust the one who created you to heal you, period. He was there at the betrayal. He knows how great it hurts you. And you know what? Forgiveness restores our trust in the great physician. And when you trust God, your great physician, with your wounds, he will come to you with a gentle hand and heal your heart. And this healing is a process. And that's what I want to talk to you today. I want to talk about how we process through uh, this, this pain with God. And the first thing that I want to say, number one is this. You need to redirect your goal from fixing the relationship or the other person, right? Go back to the car accident scenario. You going to a doctor is not, the goal is not let's heal the other person, right? That's between the Lord and the other person. Your goal going to a doctor is for you to get well, okay? So so we want to redirect our goal from fixing the relationship. That could be an outcome of this, but we're not going to hang our hat on that or the other person, the goal is not for you to all of a sudden get warm, fuzzy feelings towards the person. I'm going to be talking about that a little more um, in our in our next uh, teaching message. The goal is this. The goal is for you to go before God and get freedom. Freedom from your triggers. Freedom to restore your faith back to your Abba Father, the great physician. Why? So that you can move forward. So number one, you got to redirect your goal. Number two is this. Ready, girls? Ready, all my codependents out there? Are you ready? I know. Here we go. You've got to let go of control. In other words, you know, when I used to set aside this time to process with the Holy Spirit, it's like, okay, I'm going to set aside this time. And when I get up from this time, I am going to just never have an issue again. I'm never going to have to let it go again, right? Uh, That's not it. You know, you let go of the results. You let go of your expectations on how you're going to heal and what's going to happen as you process the pain uh, with, with the Holy Spirit. You let go of what you think should happen or what you want to see. 
analogy would be this. <laughs> uh, I have a friend of mine who is a doctor, and he tells me that one of his biggest pet peeves is when somebody will come into his office with printouts from the internet and a list of questions and telling him, now he graduated from medical school, he is consistently you know, learning about things, doing procedures, but then they, pro they propose to tell the doctor, right, what needs to happen. And that's sometimes how you and I can get with the Lord Jesus, right? We sit at his feet, we have these expectations, and we don't fully surrender. And see, the thing is, is that this processing with God, it could be an ongoing process. There's another woman inside the treasure tribe and, um, and she has to get heart surgery done, but there's several parts to this heart surgery. They can't go in in one, uh, uh, they can't go in in one swoop and just change everything. She has to have a procedure to prepare and then another one and then another one, right? And so there's this ongoing process. Now she wants it fixed right away. And the same thing with us. When you are tired of the triggers, when you're tired of that person having that emotional real estate inside of your head, of course you want it done immediately. There's no shame in that, but you know what? Let the doctor do his work. So redirect your goal, let go of control. And the third thing is I want you to prepare a safe and sacred um, space and time for you to encounter God. Now, you can even just ask God and, and pray through that. One of the things that we teach inside of the treasure tribe is to create what we call a Bethel. It is a place where you can go inside of your house and spend time with God. It's similar to, if you saw that video, um, the war room with Priscilla Schreier, uh, that, that there was a place to go for prayer. And, uh, and, and the point about it is, is that it's this special place, right? Free of distractions um, that, that set aside. You may even want to say, hey, I kind of need to get away for a day uh, and be with God. Whatever it is, but you want to set aside that place. You want to unplug your phone. I mean, get the distractions out of there. Play worship music. Make sure you've taken off your armor, right, of, of getting angry and of blaming others and just come before God, just open hands ready and willing to receive from him. And, and then make sure you set aside uh, uh, some time for you to really pray and process with God. You know, we want that instant healing. And, you know, there's no, there's no shame in that. Of course we do. And sometimes there's an immediate deliverance from the Lord. But oftentimes, especially with processing pain, there's a wrestling and a process that happens. So you want to prepare um, a, a safe and sacred space, play worship music, open up your arms, you know, your body posture, just symbolizing, Lord, I'm ready to surrender to you. Um, and, and make sure you surrender your striving, right? I'm going to make this healing happen. It's going to go this way. Let go of those expectations and just get ready uh, to, to receive from, uh, from the Lord. And then the fourth thing is that you want to process your pain with the wise counsel of the Holy Spirit. Now, what I recommend doing is that you get a journal and you bring questions to God about the wound that you went through. And I'm going to go through these questions with you. Um, and then what you want to do is just write down whatever God tells you, whatever comes to mind. He may bring verses to mind. He may bring specific things to mind, but you want to process this um, pain with him. And, and you want to ask these questions. Now, if you're inside of the treasure tribe,
Collective, I've prepared um, what I call a forgiveness um, workshop worksheet, and it has all these questions on them and these steps. Um, so you can always print this off, but if you're not in the Treasure Tribe, no worries. I'm going to say the questions right now, um, and you can write those down, um, and so you can process with the Lord. The first thing is, Lord, where are you inviting me to heal, and who do I need to forgive to be free? Write down what he tells you. Don't worry about forgiving everybody in your life from everywhere listen to the holy spirit we god may want to just start with one person and it could be that you need to forgive god for the offense happening anyway why did this betrayal happen in my life and you know what that's okay Honesty before God and healing walk hand in hand. Number two is for you to acknowledge the wound and the impact that it had on your life. Listen, one of the problems is we look to our offender. We want our offender to validate that pain in our life, right? Well, your offender may never do that. But you know what? If it was a wound and it hurt you, it should matter to you and it should matter to God. And some of us, right? Some of us just, we just deny it. That didn't hurt. I don't care. This didn't bother me, right? No. The next thing is you need to acknowledge that wound in similar fashion. It would be like me um, calling a doctor and making an appointment this hurts and I'm going to address it, right? And then I would tell the doctor what happened and you need to tell God what happened and then take inventory over the loss. Take inventory over the loss. Ask God to show you the full scope um, of what was taken from you and what you lost. What did you lose? Your dignity, your marriage, was it? finances? Was it trust? Maybe you lost your childhood, but you need to acknowledge that and then write it down. The next thing is this. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you, Lord, what are the messages about myself that I've been wounded into believing? Where has this message become my identity? Where has a you are become an I am. What lies did this wound send into my heart? And is there any sin that I've committed because of those lies? All right. So we want, we want God to diagnose, right? We want God to show us what is the lie. When we got in the car crash, what happened, right? A doctor would say, oh, you broke your knee or you, you, um, your, your hips are not aligned correctly or, or whatever it may be. Ask the great physician to show you the truth. And then you pray, God, how do you see me? What is the truth about the lie that I'm believing? Show me a truth in your word that I can tether my soul to that replaces that lie. Don't miss that step. See, God can show us the truth. You know, one of the lies that I believed through the wounds in my life was that I was not worth fighting for. And one of my favorite truths is that God fights for me. That God pursues me and whatever happens in this world that's a truth that I can tether my soul to the next thing is this I want you to come to God now this is so good I learned this from um, Nicole Unice she has written a book called The Miracle Moment um, and she talks about coming to God, like addressing your uh, feelings, not with a condemning lens, but a curious lens. And I love that. 
I love that. And here's what you need to come to God with. Lord, is there a false expectation I've placed on my offender? Or a new truth or perspective? Or a new truth or perspective I need to see about the situation? Now, here's what I want to share about that sometimes. And this has actually happened to me. Um, as I've been teaching this series, but sometimes we can get offended and, and we can get angry. And when we go into that time of processing with the Lord, He can actually show us a perspective that maybe we didn't see about the situation, about uh, the, the person and, and what God has been showing me personally in a while. And, you know, I need to do an entire um, podcast on this one because I think it's so good is that, you know, um, uh, I, part of my, you know, people pleasing and codependency, it's all this striving, right, to get love, that kind of thing. So sometimes when you operate that way, you can give and give and give to people and then you get worn out. And then you get mad at the person when that person didn't even ask you to do all this or ask you to give all that. Do you see? But that happened to me in a very safe, loving environment, right? Where God was showing me truth. He was changing my expectations. He was changing my perspective to see something uh, different. And when that happens, it's like the light comes on and you're like, oh, that, oh, well, that's why that happened. And you're able to let go of the hurt. And the next thing is this. Show me the truth about my offender, God. Give me eyes to see my offender like you do. Are there boundaries I need to set to stop enabling more abuse or more offense, right? I mean, let's say that the person that was driving you around, they are a crazy driver, okay? Forgiveness doesn't mean you get back in the car with them. And along the lines with that, you ask God, do you want me to confront my offender? Now, I'm going to do a whole video on confronting your offender. We're not going to go into that now. But inside of this time of processing, I like to ask God. Again, it's like asking for that battle plan. How do I move forward? And it's confrontation a part of your plan. It's really important that we seek God uh, for wisdom on that. And I'll be sharing with you more wisdom on how to do that um, in a video later on. And then what you want to do is you want to pray through your truth, right? You, you process with God. You've written all this down. And then you want to pray through your truth. You want to call out the lies. You want to renounce those lies and receive the truth so that you can release uh, your offender. And here's an example of a prayer. Lord, I give you my heart for I'm ready to heal. Today, I want to let go of and then you name that offense that happened to you and forgive. You put that person in that blank. When this happened, it really hurt. The wound mattered. This is what they did to me. Now that might feel silly, right? Because you're probably like, well, God already knows what happened. You know what? You need to give volume to your voice. You need to validate your pain. It's like coming to the doctor and saying, these are my symptoms and this hurt. And when this happened, it made me feel, talk about your, how did it make you feel? Ashamed, rejected, um, not worthy of being uh, fought for. I lost, what did you lose? I lost time, I lost money, I lost my marriage. I lost my confidence. They took and then fill in that blank of, of what they lost. This wounded me greatly and sent a lie into my heart. 
forgive me for any sin that these lies have caused in my life. I also ask forgiveness for shouldering the shame of my offender. Now, this whole process, go back to the car accident scenario. Forgiveness does not mean that you take on responsibility of what the offender did. In other words, you're not responsible for the car crash. But sometimes when we're inside of that scenario and we're betrayed, the enemy is so tricky that we will shoulder that shame. I cannot tell you how many women I have talked to whose husbands uh, have, have betrayed them through pornography or infidelity. And in shame, they look at themselves and they try to lose 10 pounds and they think they should dress differently and all of that. And Dr. Doug Wise, he will confirm this if you watch his videos. It has nothing to do with that. Take another example. Maybe it is that you grew up in an emotionally abusive home. And you may never have verbalized it, but there's something inside of you that said there must be something wrong with me. And so to shoulder that shame and to try to shug it off, you've spent your life pleasing others. Listen, some of you are so worn out because when you're around people, your whole focus, you've got to be on to receive that love and see when we shoulder the responsibility of an offender, that's exactly what happens. All right. Forgive me. I also ask for forgiveness for shouldering the shame of my offender. That is not mine to carry. I give it to you. It's too much to carry now. Right now, I take my authority over the enemy and I renounce the lie specifically. And then you fill in the blank. I declare that I'm free from the power they held over me. I accept the truth in your word about me and declare that. And then fill in your scripture. And that you call me beautiful, treasured, worthy, capable, mighty, right? Also, when this offense happened, I believed a lie about you. God, forgive me. I renounce the lie that you are and fill in the blank. Not trustworthy. You weren't there for me. And I accept the truth that you are the God that loves me. The God that sees my hurt. The God that's going to restore my pain and put it back even better than it was before. And you are for me. I release my offender for paying me back for the betrayal. And now I bring my loss to you and I ask you to restore it better than it was before. This is exactly why it's so important for you to take inventory of what was lost because now whatever it was, the money, whatever it is, now you take that loss, that need, you release your offender from, uh, from giving it back, and now you bring that need to God. I release my offender from paying me back for, and now I bring my loss to you and ask you to restore it better than it was before. I will look to you my God, not my offender, to provide restoration for this loss. I let them go. I let them go. Give me courage and wisdom to confront and set boundaries as you have prompted me. Now, when you say this prayer, and I know I've just given you a lot of information if you want these prompts, this prayer, these questions, join the Treasure Tribe and, and they're right inside there along with my teaching notes. You can, you can download those. But, you know, really it's about, it's not about a worksheet. 
It's not about asking specific questions. It's about going before God, your great physician, and acknowledging the pain, accepting what the loss was, releasing your offender to access the source, right? And restore that loss, going to God, finding out the lies that have been uh, 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 directing your life and finding out the new truth to take away the triggers. And then you want to, um, uh, you're going to, you've written down what God has shown you, you've prayed. And the last part of this, and this is really important, is that you need to remember. Because let me tell you something, you can have a powerful encounter with God and the enemy can't wait to steal that encounter. Uh, you know, we have a tendency, don't we, to remember the things that we're supposed to let go of, right? Like unforgiveness. But forget the things that we're supposed to take hold of. And one of the ways that you can remember what happened inside this scenario is get some visual um, reminders around you. You know, get sticky notes with those scriptures. Say them every day. You may want to write out this prayer and every morning you say it. You may want to walk outside after your experience. You may want to pick up a rock and write down the name of God that he has restored. Now you might be saying to yourself, you know what, that's a lot. And it is. It is a lot of work. <laughs> it's heavy. It's opening up. It's shining the light on parts of our heart that we've hidden, that we've kept away because it's just too painful to deal with. But can I just remind you again that your God is for you. And you can trust the one who created you to heal you. And God is our great physician. And when you come to him with your wounds, there is healing on the other side. Until you process the pain with God, you cannot put your past behind you. Now is your moment. Your great physician is just waiting for you. And as you bring him your heart in authenticity and intimacy, he will walk with you and bring you to confident victory.